to Panic Attack. I am Big John. Follow me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. <laughs> Let's get right into this. Uh, Fox News. Oh, what what is this coming to? It says trans skateboarder, 29 years old, defends besting in quotes, little girls, little girls in quotes, in competition. And in quotes again, the age thing doesn't really count, he said, or she, he, she said. I doubt this is a Blair White uh, looking trans person. No, it's a kind of a guy with a big poofy curly hair. Uh, Ricky Trays. 29-year-old biological male. <laughs> who identifies as a female. Defended competing against children. After coming under fire for best, besting teen girls in a recent skateboarding competition in New York City. Tress was the oldest participant in the women's division of the Border Open, Border spelled B-O-A-R-D-R, <laughs> taking the competition's top title along with a $500 prize. Shiloh Katori, a 13-year-old girl competitor, finished runner-up. <laughs> Tress said, I'm not going to go easy on them because they're kids. <laughs> well, you're... <laughs> you're a 29-year-old dude competing against little girls. Uh, the other ages were from 10 years old to 17. <laughs> He goes on to say, it's funny. It's what I'm getting beat up over the most. People saying, you're beating little kids, little girls. I didn't intend to do that. This is the, <laughs> this is the first one I've been to that I actually wanted to win. The age thing doesn't really count. This guy's got to be joking. This has to be a massive trolling. I, I don't know. So, the article goes on to say, Tress also said that skateboarding is more about determination and skill rather than physically when claiming she had no physical advantage over the other skaters. It's not right. It's not a head-to-head physical competition where you're you know locking arms and, and wrestling with somebody like uh, Fallon Fox did in MMA and uh, destroyed women's faces because he was a man that identified as a woman but this is still ludicrous you're a grown-up you're 29 years old you shouldn't be competing with 10 and 13 year olds 
I think there were only six people in the competition, but the youngest was 10 and the oldest was 17. Wouldn't that make a normal person feel uncomfortable and awkward that I'm, tw I'm 12 years older than the nearest competitor and I'm 19 years older than the, the youngest competitor? This was obviously a kid's event. And he says, this is the first one I took seriously and really wanted to win. Oh, my goodness. He went on to say, look at me. I'm not buff or anything. And I don't think skateboarding has anything to do with physical uh, physicality, especially when you look at kids these days. When I look at kids these days, I still see a kid. I don't know what he sees. Tress is a father of three and a combat veteran who was previously rejected from the Olympics for having too much testosterone. Tress does not intend to medically transition outside of undergoing hormone therapy. Now, we all know that once a male has gone through puberty, they are—they permanently have all of the uh, male physical traits, the fast twitch muscle fibers, which would come into play in skateboarding or any competition. Uh, fast twitch muscle fibers, the muscle density, the bone density, which bone density really, I don't think, would come into play a lot in skateboarding. But he still basically has the, the muscularity and physical traits and abilities of a full-grown 29-year-old man. Not to mention, he is a father of three. This, what, 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 what? I mean, come on. He should have been asked to not compete or go someplace else, uh, go screw himself when they found out he was 29 and wanted to compete with girls under 17, okay? Again, I will accept people no matter what they identify as, but that's just ridiculous. So, we can't go through a day without Biden. Uh, he actually had a press conference at some point. Uh, this is, again, Fox News. which I, I, I'm not a Fox News fan, but they do have some reports. Uh, Biden hastily ends press conferences, or press conference, pardon me, as reporters shout questions, and in quotes it says, I'm out of here. <laughs> He's probably getting too many hard questions. Uh, this was over uh, during the, the NATO summit. Oh, that's a good place to, you know, just walk off stage and be like, peace out. Uh, President Biden hastily ended a press conference on Thursday, turning his back as reporters shouted questions and declaring, I'm out of here. 
<laughs> Biden answered several questions from a predetermined list of reporters. It has to be scripted in order for him to mutter his way through it. And so when the reporters who didn't have scripted questions for him and he didn't have scripted answers to, he pieced out. So, a predetermined list of reporters during a press conference in Madrid, Spain, following the NATO summit, before he said, all right, guys, and attempted to wrap things up. Multiple reporters still wanted to ask questions, and someone in the crowd promised to be quick, but Biden shut it down nonetheless. There's no such thing as a quick one. I'm out of here, Biden said as he walked away from the podium as numerous reporters had their hands raised. Now, Donald Trump caught heck from the media because at a might have been a G8 or G6 or one of these conferences, uh, might have been NATO, I don't know, I don't care. When he was first uh, kind of newly elected, he worked his way, pushed his way, I'll even say, to the front of the photo op. That was a big ordeal in the media, just, oh my gosh, Donald Trump is, <coughs> sorry, I got myself too worked up. Donald Trump is trampling world leaders to be in the front of the photo op. He's the leader of the free world. That's where he should be. Uh, a few days ago at the, this same NATO meeting, another world leader, they were doing, a, they were at a round table, and Biden's sitting there, you know, dazed and confused as usual, and another world leader had to tap him on the shoulder and remind him to turn around for the photo op. All everyone else at the world had or at the table had turned their chairs towards the cameras, including the two people to his left and right that also had their backs to the cameras. And this idiot's just sitting there like, I wonder why everybody's turning around. Gee, I would never think to turn around. And so somebody had to tap him and say, Hey, turn around for the photo op. That's our president, people. Uh, CNBC reports the market's worst first half in 50 years has all come down to one thing. It says uh, multiple factors conspired to generate the stock market's worst half since 1970 all centering on inflation, Joe Biden. Besides the damage of the big stock market averages, there has been carnage everywhere, thanks to Joe Biden. Some hopes lie, or some hope lies ahead when the S&P 500 plunged 21% in the first half of 1970 it promptly reversed those losses to gain 26.5% in the second half of the year. I don't think that's going to happen this year. Uh, the cost of living started uh, cost of living started the year running at levels 
the U.S. has not seen since the 1980s. Worse, Federal Reserve officials armed with the full year's forecast of transitory inflation that now seems almost comically inaccurate fell behind the curve, endangering a market and economy still fragile from the pandemic. So yes, our market was still fragile, the economy was still fragile from the pandemic, but the promise of more regulation, less drilling and fracking, taking away natural gas and oil drilling permits did not help. And the ever-rising cost at the pump is not helping. It was major news in my neck of the woods anyways when uh, a local Sheets gas station promised to lower the price of their second or fourth lowest grade of gasoline to $3.99 a gallon for the 4th of July holiday. That's how bad it's gotten. That's going to help the average driver, but that's not going to lower your cost at the grocery store and places like that. Those prices are going to continue to go up. Now I'm hearing there's going to be a mustard shortage for crying out loud. <laughs> that's like the least of our worries. But this war with Ukraine and Russia should have no effect. We were totally in energy independent about two years ago. Even with the pandemic, the United States produced enough oil, gasoline, and natural gas, and we're still one of the top exporters of those products to the world. But we're not producing enough to sustain ourselves, and it's hurting us at the pumps and at the grocery stores. Coming right back. Energy independence is the battle cry, people. <laughs> so, in in another victory for the Constitution, the Supreme Court struck down, took away the Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA's, EPA, their right to create and enforce regulations. Uh, Rolling Stone magazine in their finite wisdom, has declared that Supreme Court rules 6-3 to three that the planet should burn. Now, I've heard a lot, of, a lot of good sense from that there Clarence Thomas lately, but now he's gone too far. That Sam Alaito, as drunken Ted Kennedy once called him, or Samuel Alito, those of us who can speak fluent English as opposed to fluent drunkenese. 
Amy Coney Barrett, who outwitted the entire Senate without having any notes in front of her. The evil, drunken Brett Kavanaugh, who really likes beer. And Clarence Thomas, who Joe Biden said, I'm going to keep an eye on you, boy. Have stirred up the liberals for the third or fourth time in a row. Let's see what constitutional rights they have upheld for us. They gave the states the right to legalize or make illegal abortions. They gave us the right to constitutionally carry a firearm in public. They upheld the uh, freedom of religious persecution by saying a football coach is allowed to kneel and pray at the 50-yard line. And today they said an agency full of bureaucrats does not have the power to legislate. Or I shouldn't say today because it's, they're not working at 1, 2 a.m., but yesterday. They said that a, a government agency, the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA for short, cannot make laws and enforce them well gee shit fire that's only common sense but that's where our government has been headed for several decades every my whole life as long back as I can remember the Environmental Protection Agency just made policy and said uh, if you violate this policy you're fined umpteen millions or thousands of dollars and companies had to go along with it because, well, it's the government and they say so. And if you don't do what they say so, they'll take away your government-mandated permit to operate and run your business. So, let's see, there are big pictures of smokestacks. Yeah, who cares? So the Supreme Court ruled Thursday that... The Environmental Protection Agency cannot regulate how much climate pollution power plants emit under the Clean Air Act. The court ruled 6-3 to three along ideological lines with Chief Justice John Roberts writing the majority opinion. Quote, capping carbon dioxide emissions at a level that will force a nationwide transition from the use of coal, burn baby burn, because coal kicks ass where I come from. Sorry, I'm from coal country. I'm the grandson of a coal miner's daughter. Uh, anyway, you don't give a shit. Uh, the use of coal to generate electricity may be a sustainable solution to the crisis someday, but it is not plausible that Congress gave the EPA the authority to adopt on its own such a regulatory scheme. A decision of such magnitude and consequence rests with Congress. That is correct. The Constitution of these United States gives the Congress the right to make laws and regulations, not government bureaucrats.
not the people that sit at a desk and move papers around all day and think of shit. And half these government agencies only exist to justify their own existence. They do uh, whatever busy work they can find, they make a regulation, they do an investigation, they do a study, a survey, so they can have something to report to Congress when it comes time for their next budget. And the budgets every year get bigger and bigger and bigger, and therefore they have to do more and more regulation, invent new policies that we have to follow, policies that are not law that are not passed by our elected representatives but invented by government bureaucrats and they do it to justify their budget to justify their jobs and of course they don't want to lose their jobs so they have to come up with more and more reasons to justify their own existence it's a vicious cycle government in this country is so bloated and out of control it's insane. Let me read the last sentence of Robert's uh, opinion here. Or the last sentence that they quote in the article. Uh, okay, so a decision of such magnitude and consequence rests with Congress itself or an agent acting pursuant to a clear delegation from that representative body. So the Congress can make a law that says XYZ companies can only put out so much carbon dioxide per year and if they put out more than that then they face a fine and this, got, this agency is in charge of uh, measuring the output of carbon dioxide and levying the fine. Just like you know, the government made uh, laws about the speed limits, right? That got delegated back to the states. Uh, but anyways, your state has speed limits, right? Your elected representatives said the speed limit on the highway is 70 miles an hour. They gave the right to enforce that law to the police. So if the policeman sees you going 71, or no, it... it Pardon me. If this policeman sees you going 81 in a 70, he'll pull you over and probably let you go with a warning. But if you're going 90 in a 70, you're definitely getting a ticket. Not that I know from experience, but I've gotten a few tickets in my day. And by the way, if you want to get out of a ticket, being a jerk to the cop is not the way to do it. Oh, officer, I'm sorry. I, I wasn't paying attention. Hey, how you doing today? You doing good? You busy today? Hey, I hope you, you're safe out there. Be careful. They might let you go with a warning. It's happened to me many times. One time I was going like 60 and a 45 just because I wasn't paying attention. I, I wasn't using my cruise control like I normally do. And I was daydreaming and I see the lights come on behind me. I look down at the speedometer. Oh, crap, 60 and a 45. Uh, and I was nice to the cop. I'm like, hey, man, I was just on my way to the office. I I'm sorry. I was daydreaming. And he said, okay, you know, you're not causing any trouble. You know, just watch yourself and have a nice day.
that was all. You know, he took my license and my registration and my insurance, and he went back to his car. He saw I didn't have any, you know, thing against my license. I didn't, I wasn't a, a hardened criminal, and he just let me go. I said, hey, officer, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll watch my speed from now on, and that was it. Okay, but these government bureaucracies, they've gotten so powerful. They, they, they think they run the country, and that's the direction we've been headed in for most of my life, where the bureaucracy, the agencies, they put down mandates and rules, and they're just a bunch of normal people like you and I, and they're making up rules and laws, not really laws, but policies that we have to abide by. That's not, no. We elect representatives, a plurality of us elect a representative who best represents our point of view, and then they go to Washington or to the state capitol or to city hall, and they make laws and rules, and then sometimes they delegate out the, they always delegate out the authority to enforce those laws and rules to the zoning administrator, the local police, the, the city uh, solicitor, not really solicitor, uh, the city administrator, the uh, safety director, the police, the federal government, you know, they make legislation and delegate the enforcement of that legislation to the FBI or to the local police department or the uh, highway patrols across the country, so on and so forth. That's how America works. Not a government-appointed bureaucrat at the top of an organization who hires a bunch of like-minded lackeys and brown-nosers and suck-ups and yes-men and yes-women that do whatever they say and then they just sit around a table and say, yep, this is going to be the policy, and if they don't follow our policy, they get fined. No, that's not how America works. It's not how our Constitution's written. This has been a badass week for the United States Supreme Court. They have been badass gangsta this week. The six, God bless them, constitutional conservative members <coughs> of the high court, John Roberts is finally falling in line and doing what George W. Bush appointed him Chief Justice to do, and that is enforce the Constitution. And these justices, you don't have to agree with them. You don't have to like them. You can be like the lead singer of Green Day and denounce your citizenship and move to BFE goodbye uh, what the hell is his name? Billy something? Billy? Whoever you are, I don't know. Lead singer Green Day renounced his citizenship and is declaring him a citizen of some other country? G goodbye. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. No, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out, Billy. I hope I got that name right. Better look that up before I go much further. So pardon me while I search the lead singer on Green Day's name, but I'm sure, pretty sure it's Billy. 
not like the great Billy Corgan who owns the National Wrestling Alliance now. I was never a Smashing Pumpkins fan until I found out Billy Corgan uh, owned the National Wrestling Alliance. Now he's cool. Now I like his music. Mm -mm. Let me see here. Lead singer of Green Day. While that's searching, the Federal Com Communications, excuse me, I just had a nice big sub sandwich and, and pop. It was a turkey sub. I'm trying to eat healthier. Uh, it was not Subway. It was from a gas station. <laughs> a little hint of diesel fuel in there, but yeah, good, good sandwich. So FCC Commissioner urges Google and Apple to remove TikTok. Uh, let's see here. A federal official issued a new warning to Apple and Google urging the tech giants to remove the China-based app TikTok from their app store. In a letter addressing the CEO of Apple, Tim Cook, and uh, Sundar uh Pichia, Picha, CEO of Google's uh, parent company, Alphabet. So Sandar is the CEO of Google's parent company, and Tim Cook is the president of Apple. The Federal Communications Commissioner Brendan Carr cited a new report from BuzzFeed News about the serious national security threats posed by TikTok. TikTok, <clears throat> I'm sure you've heard of it. It You can go on there and make short videos uh, of yourself doing ridiculous shit, and you can monetize it and make money. But the app also takes a lot of your personal information, uh, as well as um, they save your, your face, like your facial recognition. Uh, you know, for facial recognition software. And the Chinese government keeps this shit. So it's bad enough that kids are actually getting hurt and the every year the number of deaths, deaths from a TikTok challenge rises in the United States. However, in China, after you you watch your little TikTok video, that you see a I think it's mandatory. You see a little video about how to be a good Chinese child. Where in America, there's an algorithm, and then they show you like you know how to be a better target for pedophiles or something. It's crazy how this TikTok works. Uh, the report which analyzed leaked audio from more than 80 internal TikTok meetings found non-public data about U.S. TikTok users had been accessed by employees of TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, in 2021. TikTok executive Michael Beckerman 
testified before Congress that TikTok actually collects less data than many of its peers. However, BuzzFeed found, or however, the BuzzFeed fa report found ByteDance employees in Beijing have reportedly accessed sensitive data that TikTok has collected from Americans who downloaded the app which allows users to create and share and react to short videos. Everything is seen in China, a TikTok or a member of TikTok's trust and safety department said in a September meeting according to BuzzFeed. So they found recordings of these TikTok meetings, internal meetings and they are stealing your personal information from your cell phone via the TikTok app. The app algorithm does not necessarily collect data about you and your habits and your clicks as much as, say, Facebook or Twitter. I guess that's what uh, this Michael, what's his, what was his name? Michael Beckerman uh, said. So again, Michael Beckerman uh, testified before Congress. TikTok actually collects less data than many of our peers. Their peers would be, you know, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, uh, things like that. But Realistically, in Beijing, at the headquarters of this company Byte Data, they're going through your your information. When you download the app, you uh, permit you give permission for the app to look at what's going on in your phone. Uh, you do it when you download just about every app. I downloaded an app to. Uh, scan photos of old photos with my phone. My mom wanted a, a picture of a to make copies of an old black and white photograph which there's no you know there's no uh, it's the only copy of the damn picture. I don't have time to explain because there's so many ways to save pictures now that we're all accustomed to. But anyways this was an old photograph. Uh, so when I downloaded that app, I gave it permission to access the camera on my phone. Well, when you give TikTok that permission, apps that permission, the people back at the headquarters in Beijing are at looking at all the shit on your phone. Uh, yeah, I was right. The lead singer of Green Day is Billy Joe. That's a girl name, by the way. He's a guy. He identifies as a guy. Billy Joe Armstrong uh, is renouncing his citizenship over Roe v. Wade. Hey, if you got a problem with the Supreme Court of the United States doing its job and upholding the Constitution, the border works both ways. You can leave anytime you want to legally, and you can come in anytime you want to legally legally being the the key word and by renouncing your citizenship that is the legal way to say I'm not an American anymore go have fun 
in some communist socialist country, Billy Joe. My mom's best friend uh, as a kid, her name was Billy Joe, spelled the same way as Billy Joe of Green Day. So lastly, but not leastly, uh, Deshaun Watson. You know, I was a big Cleveland Browns fan in the 80s. I was just a little kid, but uh, in fourth and fifth grade, I was a Cleveland Browns fan. Bernie Kosar, oh my God, Bernie Kosar, best quarterback on earth. Oh my gosh, Ernest Biner, actually he was the best running back in football at that time. But he fumbled on the one yard line and broke my heart and I cried. And the next day I dedicated myself to the Raiders. Uh, since their 1999 return to football, after moving from Cleveland and becoming the Baltimore Ravens, the Browns have been what I call the place where quarterbacks' careers go to die. Every quarterback they've had, from 1999 when they drafted Tim Couch, who was the best college quarterback in football that year, or the year before, they have just killed quarterbacks' careers. Uh, or they've picked up quarterbacks that really weren't uh, NFL starting quarterbacks. They did have a good little run with uh, Jeff Garcia as quarterback, but that was about it. In the, uh, what is it, 23 years since they've been back in the NFL? So, uh, who's reporting this? NBC News, NBC Sports. Here's a proposed deal to resolve the Deshaun Watson case. Deshaun Watson, great NFL quarterback. Kind of a pervert, though. He has been accused by 40-some women. He's almost up to Bill Cosby numbers. Uh, but he's been accused by 40-some women at massage parlors around well, around, I mean, 42 women, that's like half the country probably. Uh, he's been accused of acting inappropriately sexually, asking for uh, sexual favors after or during massages and stuff like that. He's being sued by all of these women. And the Cleveland Browns traded... A ton of draft picks in the future and paid Deshaun out the wazoo to come to Cleveland and evidently he's been practicing with the team because there's a picture of him here in a uniform and helmet on the practice field but let's see what I'm going to relight my cigar. So, here's a proposal to resolve the Deshaun Watson problem. Let's see if it's an official proposal or just something NBC Sports made up. 
It says, as the third day of the Deshaun Watson hearing begins, with no information regarding the evidence or arguments making their way to the media, the press continues toward the decision from Judge Susan L. Robinson. Now or at any time before that happens, the two sides could reach a deal on an agreed punishment. So the NFL has thrown things out there like <coughs> an indefinite suspension. That indefinite, uh, but minimum of one year. So they would suspend him indefinitely. At the end of that year, reevaluate the situation and see if he. Uh, I'm just throwing out ideas. Maybe he's gone to um, therapy or counseling to turn his life around. Uh, I assume the Browns still have to pay him. Maybe he can donate money to a women's charity or. I believe after Michael Vick went to jail for betting on dog fighting and he did not go to jail for abusing dogs like a lot of people think he went to jail for betting on dog fighting uh, but he then started a, a dog charity for dogs that had been abused or been used in fighting and that was his way of showing the NFL he learned his lesson, and he came back to the NFL. Uh, anyways, so the article goes on to say, previously occurred, efforts previously occurred, they failed, reportedly because the league wanted nothing less than a one-year suspension. It can still happen, an idea uh, for getting it done appears below. Let me go down here. While pursue, pursuing Article 46 of the Collective Bargaining Agreement, I noticed in Section 5, here's what it says. Players who are placed by the commissioner on the exempt list prior to the determination of discipline and any appeal therefrom under the personal conduct policy will be paid while the commissioner exempt list or while on the commissioner exempt list and credited for regular season and postseason games missed against any suspension ultimately imposed notwithstanding any other provision of this agreement Whoops. Ooh, get that off my screen. Okay. Notwithstanding any other provision of this agreement, if such suspension is ultimately imposed, the player must promptly return and shall have no further right to any salary, wow, for the games for which he was paid while on the commissioner-exempt list that were credited to the suspension, i.e., number of games no greater than the length of suspension. 
he's going to need all the money he can because there's 42 civil lawsuits out there against him. Uh, so it goes on to say in English, this means the player placed on paid leave who is eventually suspended gets credit for the games missed while on paid leave. He simply has to surrender the money he made while on paid leave. Technically, Watson wasn't on paid leave in 2021. The league never had to decide whether to invoke the commissioner exempt list because he was on de facto paid leave. He didn't want to play for the Texans and the Texans didn't want him playing. He received $10 million from the Texans not to play. Now for this idea, the NFL and the NFL Players Association acting on Watson's behalf, the Players Association represents the players in these uh, matters, they could agree that 2021 be treated as a suspension with Watson losing the $10 million he was paid. Also, he'll miss eight games at the start of 2022. He missed all of 2021. That should count for something. Moreover, this approach would give the league a way to create the impression that it imposed a significant fun, uh, punishment pardon me, on Watson totaling 25 games without pay. So he's got more than enough money from the Browns to pay the Texans back their $10 million, which they should give to some kind of uh, abused women's charity, I think. And then the NFL could suspend him for half of this season, and <clears throat> then he could come back and resume his life as a Cleveland Brown, which would make the Browns a Super Bowl contender football team. Because this dude is one of the best quarterbacks out there. Uh, I'm not, I don't know what he did or didn't do. Uh, criminal charges did not hold, did not stick. He still has to go to court. Uh, and I don't know if it's one big civil lawsuit or 40 some separate lawsuits. I think it's 42 separate lawsuits. But he still will have to face repercussions for what he did to these women but he's got a ridiculous contract from the Browns so he can afford this and if he wants to go back to getting paid and to playing in the NFL which he chose to to play for the Browns and the Browns have a great team around him they just didn't have a quarterback in Baker Mayfield uh Another bad choice of quarterbacks by the Browns, along with the Johnny Manziel fiasco. <clears throat> and many other bad quarterbacks. And this has been, uh, speaking to the Browns quarterback situation, this has been like di different front office uh, management teams, different general managers that for 23 years have totally screwed up 
the Browns quarterback position. Uh, and this Deshaun Watson is the best they've had uh, since they returned to football in 20 or in ni- uh, 1999. Uh, and he, he's got an arm, he's accurate, he can read defenses, he can run. Uh, he's the total package for an NFL quarterback. So uh, I don't like what he did to these women, allegedly. But the authorities didn't take it to court, and he didn't get, or he didn't go to jail for it. Uh, now the civil trial—that's different. Uh, the civil trial word will trials, civil trials, will decide one whether he did something wrong, and was he acting in a way that these women deserve compensation. And I think they should, you know, decide, you know, based on each woman's testimony, how much uh, each gets and how much each is entitled to for whatever uh, he did, you know. And again, you, you know, you just be a man. Find a wife and marry and settle down. But don't, you know, don't go into a massage parlor and think that they're all these you know these seedy places where you get a happy ending they call it that's very disrespectful um, and there are massage parlors out there that do that there are places where that happens uh, but it's disgusting and it shouldn't happen so but there's a solution out there for Deshaun and the the NFL and for um, the Cleveland Browns, you know, because he's not going to get off scot-free, not being sexist, but with a female judge that the NFL has hired to uh, decide this, he's not getting off scot-free. So he needs to come to a, a deal with his representatives from the Players Association and the NFL's representatives and uh, miss eight games and then come back. So hopefully he turns his life around and uh, behaves himself with the ladies. Treat every woman the way you would want your mother to be treated. That's always been my policy. All right, God bless y'all. Have a good night. Happy fourth of july i'm about to have a very busy fourth of july because i'm putting on the parade and car show in my hometown to celebrate our independence and honor our veterans god bless y'all pray for each other see you next time on the panic attack